When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to episode 46 of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast, the alternative underground back alley, secret society, underbelly, speakeasy dive bar style podcast of and about and surrounding the Seattle Mariners. At the time of me recording this intro, it is the first game of the last series of the 2022 regular season. I'm actually up here in Seattle recording this portion on Queen Anne Hill. About to head down to Climate Pledge, though, tonight to watch a little bit of NBA action. But I will have my phone on, checking the score of the Mariners game. Obviously, we know what's going on. And now, our beloved Mariners have made it to the final, final stretch of the season. And I'm here to see them cross that finish line do some pods i'm happy to be up here i'm happy about today's guest on the show we recorded this last night we were lucky enough to have my good friend come up here to seattle with me his name is carl tart if you're like carl tart i know that name i know him that's because you probably watch him on nbc's hit tv show grand crew where he plays sherm jones uh, Grand Crew has a new season, season two, dropping this January. If you've not seen season one, don't tell nobody. Don't be saying that out loud because you sound lazy, you sound dumb. Go check it out on Peacock. If you're like Myron, I don't have a Peacock subscription. First of all, that's pretty lame. Second of all, it's cheap. It's like four or five bucks. Borrow that from a friend or, you know what, hit somebody up in your family. I guarantee you if you're a good person, a good person in your family, somebody's going to give you that passcode. Just sneak on in there. Watch those first 10 episodes because season two drops this January and you want to, you know, you don't want to be behind. You don't want to be at a party, you know, talking about it and you get into a conversation and you meet somebody you like and then they start talking about Grant Crew and you're kind of faking your way through the conversation and then, you know what, you're shown the door. You also might know Carl from Comedy Bang Bang, Star Trek Lower Decks, or the writing work he's done on Brockmire, which is a baseball, baseball-centric show. Uh, if you didn't know that, now you do. Go check that out, Baseball Heads. If you have not seen that, it's an excellent show. Also was a writer on Keenan and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's one of my day oneers from the Los Angeles, Hollywood area. When I moved there, we immediately came fast friends right away talking sports because sometimes in that community not everybody's a, a big sports fan you know most of the people you meet do not really own a, a sports jersey if they do it's some outdated one that they got at like ross because they had to go somewhere and you know fake it you know what i mean but carl's a real big sports fan big football basketball uh he also has a podcast flagrant ones you got to check that out anyways we're happy to have him on today's podcast we recorded this last night up here in seattle uh we talked a little bit about last weekend i don't know i guess there was something important that happened here at the mariners something important that uh for all the people that like subscribe and follow this show uh, made it the most downloaded episode we've had all season i don't know i'm gonna have to get to the analytics department and figure out why people are so excited about 
things that are happening down at T-Mobile Park. Well, unfortunately, yesterday, by the time we got to the game, uh, the party was kind of over. Hopefully, they kickstart that here in the Detroit series. So we just kind of briefly talk about that. We just kind of talk about some things down on Occidental. We talk about some mascots. I know that there's a new mascot in town that the... Uh, Mariner Moose is hanging out with. We, there's a little bit of concern about that. We talk some shoes. We talk some uh, entertainment stuff. It's a really fun episode. We recorded this up at CJ's uh, Man Cave, Woman Cave, uh, She Cave, They Cave, Him, Her Cave, uh, which as if you're following this uh, podcast, you know this is where I want my ashes spread in this 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 basement of just memorabilia that is it's just insane. You just go there. It, it's I shouldn't even call it a basement it is like the Taj Mahal underground anyways we got CJ back on the episode and of course our boy Hanno from Edmonds making the track down to Seattle from Edmonds four of us just sat down and chopped it up and had a good time um and now I'm chopping it up and getting it out to you so right now again a programming note we are moving to the Odyssey Network the Odyssey app. You got to get it. That's where you're going to check out our show. That's where you're going to see some of the exclusive features, videos right there on the Odyssey app. But also, don't worry if you're like, that's 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 too much for me. You know, that's that's too extra. You can still get these podcasts wherever you're getting them. Apple, Spotify. We still will be on Buzzsprout probably for the next three or four weeks. Still affiliated with them. You know, we're kind of... Are, it's just like moving out of an apartment, okay? You can't just tell a landlord you're out and not pay your rent. We're doing our last month there. We're good people, but yes, we are moving upward and forward over to the Odyssey app. Really excited about that. Anyways, this is episode 46. I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of the way so you can enjoy episode 46. I'm saying it again. 46. This is 46 of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast that's going to drop right about now. Everybody's been talking about it. The Mariners clinched. Now we're getting a little bit back to reality here. Uh, so today on this podcast, we'll talk a little bit about the clinch night a little, but now we're going to move forward. We're going to talk about some stuff that's going on in the Mariners community. People still have a lot of opinions about what's going on. Shit's going on at the team store. Grandma Norma's a little pissed about certain people going to the game. We're back up here in Seattle at CJ's Man Cave Shangri-La, the place that I have asked my ashes to be spread um, when I pass away. So I never thought about where I wanted my final uh, resting place to be, but it, this would be it right here. We've got Hanno and Edmonds. You've made the big trip down to Ballard. Uh, it's good to see you in person. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. we got Carl Tart from uh, Second City this week. No, I'm just kidding. I'll take that. That's my one credit. Your <laughs> one credit. Second City this week. Uh, it was a hell of a show. You guys should really deep dive into that stuff. No, don't. I'm going to take that out of there. No, <laughs> you know, that's where we met. Yeah, it is uh, where we met. I was in a sketch show when I was 21 years old. I was in a sketch show at Second City. It was a weekly sketch show. The show yep. would get written by Friday, and we had to perform it on Saturday. It was kind of like a live, but a live pre-taped SNL that, you know, it was what it was. It was what it was. You would only write, <laughs> you would write sports sketches and and, and I, I, w- I would praise the sports sketches even though the director didn't always put them in. 
Yeah, but that was it. We would just kind of complain about why this this deep cut about the NBA playoffs was not yeah. <laughs> in this predominantly white uh, comedy show. <laughs> but uh, we're you've been up here to Seattle a couple of times. You, we just went to the game today. Uh, today was my fifth game, I think. Yeah, and I think maybe this is the first time you've actually seen the Mariners lose up yeah, here. I've been on a good winning streak, so I know it ain't. I know your grandma's mad. That your mom went, but I know that it ain't because of me. No. Because every game that I've gone to before, they've won. Yeah. You're kind of a little bit on her side of gone. I know that the combination of your mom. Yeah. yeah, your, yeah. My, my sister Hannah's here, too. She's 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 white clawing it up here behind. She's behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, we mean so she doesn't uh, break anything up here. Uh, and I, I got to say. I'm sorry to cut you off. We Go are ahead. watching a preseason NBA game uh-huh. with the uh, Adelaide 36ers out of Australia versus the real Phoenix Suns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they are down by 10 with two minutes left. And there are real NBA players playing for the Suns. Campaign is in the game. Torrey Craig is in the game. Torrey Craig just takes for three. He misses the three. Adelaide gets the rebound. I'm not going to call the color commentary on this the whole time. Well, here's time, the significance of this. If we're watching preseason basketball, that means the season in, in, in baseball, it's, it's serious time. And uh, a, a big loss today at the time of this recording for the Mariners. I know everybody's we're, – we're looking right here over at CJ's, you know, right here in his command center. Watch, we're watching the, the happy dance from Friday night. But here's the deal. That was Friday night. Uh, you know, we had a big win – Saturday, which was a big surprise, but today was a big letdown. Hannah, why don't you just uh, tell us about this game really quick? Um, there's not really much to talk about. I mean, the, the Mariners lost ten to three. They were getting no hit halfway through the game, uh, but Jesse Winker came through in the ninth inning to uh, hopefully get back on track with a three run homer. So that's about the only good news I can say for the, this game. Yeah, for we, fans. we we were at the game. You, you know, you were working hard in the stat department today. Uh, but uh, Carl and I and CJ and Hannah, we were down at the game. This this might have had to have been the most most boring game I have ever been to. I kind of, and I was we were out at Edgar's Cantina, and I just kind of felt I was just stuck out on a patio at like a, a the most ex, world's most expensive bar for most for most of the game. There was really there's nothing going on that they were trying to get a wave going about the sixth inning. I think that was about the most exciting thing that happened out there was there anything today down there at the stadium that you guys saw that was worth mentioning i mean if we want to talk about winker he was trying to be a pitcher out there in the outfield yes he was we saw him warming up i know he hasn't been hitting his uh uh cutoff man and uh it's 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 been a rough go out there but i i feel like today he made a good catch yeah on the the broadcast and yeah, and uh, you know, he had a three run home run as soon as we were walking out of the stadium. But uh, the biggest concerning thing was can you tell us about Robbie Ray's performance today, uh, Hannah? Yeah, I mean, he just wasn't, he didn't have it today. He had three walks in an inning, uh, his slider was really flat, and I mean, he gave up all the home runs he gave up. I mean, they were middle in in the sweet spot, and guys jumped on it, so he just wasn't in the zone today. So just one of those games, you know. Uh, he's been – this is his fifth start against Oakland, and he's been great in the previous four. He uh, had a rough one today, so. 
His on pants the playoffs. His pants weren't tight enough today. His pants weren't tight enough today. His pants weren't tight enough today. We saw no meat imprint from Robbie Ray today. That was an issue. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that was We that was saw more of a meat imprint from the, the, the guy on the bike out on Occidental who was... Uh, yeah, the, that was crazy. You know the guy that bikes <laughs> nine miles a day? Yeah, Adrian Beltre. Yeah, oh, he does look like Adrian Beltre. He, I don't, he's... You know, I can. We figured out why he can bike so long. He's got three legs, yeah. right? <laughs> he's got, he's, you know, <laughs> he's got three legs. So when one I look over, at my, we're walking out of the out of the taco place. You guys, is, he's biking and he's on this thing. And we walk out of the taco place and I'm, we're talking. We're having a, a solid conversation. I look over at this guy's like a, bike shorts. I said, "Oh my god, Myra, look at his meat." Yeah, I said, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. that joker was about to pop out. Of his yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Man. A B style or what? Yeah, yeah. How how I don't know how you could be comfortable on a on a bike seat. Yeah. yeah. When you're packing that. Well he had it tucked up on his belt loops. That's what he had to yeah. was wrapping around his waist. Tony, you're hitting every fastball. Throw something else. Try a change up. That's it. Cool. Winners play smart and eat smart. Like this complete breakfast, including Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. There's a Now, in special boxes of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, a great action mini poster of Nolan Ryan, Reggie Jackson, or me, Ken Griffey Jr. I'm the good-looking one. I will say, though, with the, with the Mariners' loss today, you know, people were in there today talking to us about Friday night, Friday night. It was like, it was kind of like, you had to be here. You, you had to be like, it was just a bunch of people that were just they're admitting that they just were crying and they look like they're crying there's like people that i saw just like they're you know when when you see somebody that's been crying for days and they're just they're just beat up that we i saw a lot of that in there today but you know occidental was still going on today we had the the pike street uh drummer down there shout out to pike street drummer uh right after the games the shit was going on and uh for the most part it, yeah, it did seem like it was a pretty tranquil uh, crowd. Couldn't make it to the second game, but I, I would assume after Friday night, as far as the fan, uh, the Mariners could do no wrong. I, I, I didn't hear any like booing and stress noises when things weren't going our way. It was quiet. Like prior to this, I think you got more reaction out of bad stuff that happened. Well, I, I want to. I was actually really surprised in that ninth inning where we got a couple guys on. Winker at that three-run homer, followed by a Adam Frazier double. That place got loud. Those fans wanted to get excited and wanted to will the M's back. Yeah. But I, they I, couldn't do it, but it, it was loud in there. They were excited. I will say, we were sitting over at Tacos and Tequila, right, Carl? And, yeah. and, and it seemed like, just man, this is dead. Nobody was over here. And then everybody started coming in. So I guess we were missing this possible comeback like was it feeling like an actual comeback on tv today no we were down 10 runs okay all right well 10 zip now i also have a a complaint about occidental okay two restaurants on occidental today kitchen was closed after the game now i understand y'all lost but there were still a lot of people on that street yeah what is the reason for this seattle i think please call the hotline (laughs) and let us know i think the hot dog mafia is like 
pretty much like go listen if you fucking uh if you block our cream cheese yeah we're gonna if you open your cream kitchen, cheese this you know, restaurant you yeah. open the kitchen we're gonna open your intestines yes. you know? <laughs> so it, it it definitely felt like i showed up to like mardi gras like a day or two after <laughs> after that's how it felt today down at the stadium um uh but uh you know the Mariners won the series, and I know at this point we're like, "Who gives a shit?" It used, that used to be the talk. That used to be the lingo of like, "Well, we took two or three. Well, we took two or three. Now it's kind of we got our backs against the wall if we want to have this first round playoff game here with, uh, with, you know, probably Toronto. But at, as it looks right now, it looks like we're going to Toronto. What do you think is going on here, Hannah, with all of that? So basically, um, Monday, which is today. Um, it could be over for the Mariners. The Blue Jays' magic number is two, so if the Blue Jays win and the Mariners lose, it's over. We're going to uh, Toronto. More than likely, I mean, the the Tampa Bay Rays could pass us, but I'm is what, I, what I'm trying to say is Toronto clinches the uh, number one seed for the wild card and the fourth overall seed. Wow. So I I don't really know how I feel about that, but now we I think the discussion is the Mariners have to go four and zero probably against so, Detroit, right? So basically, the Mariners have four games left. Toronto has um, three games left. So We're their magic Detroit, number they're facing Baltimore. If Toronto goes one and two on that trip or on those three games, the Mariners need to go four and zero. If Toronto goes zero and three, the Mariners only have to go three and one. Uh huh. To overtake them other than that um then it's toronto's who's gonna lock in that Ooh, so these are gonna be some very uh we back to the wall games and maybe after this weekend's over it, it, i i hate that there's a double header that's involved in these games because that's one of those whoa i want to get somebody rest where now are we playing so hard for that number one or are you just keeping the team healthy and just playing whoever's in front of you in the playoffs, I think, is is kind of the question, right? I mean, yeah, it's really hard to look at. I mean, you know, a lot of people say it's just baseball or whatever. We play all these games. But, you know, last Sunday we lost a game that we should have won against Kansas City. Theoretically, you would think we should have won today against Oakland, you mm-hmm. know, and then many other games throughout the season. So, I mean... And we have, as you you have written down here, you got George Kirby's going on Monday. Uh, game two, we got Marco, and we're going to see Flexen. Yeah, that's okay. what I think. And then uh, Wednesday's two to be determined, and I was kind of reading along and thinking, and what the Mariners were talking about, they think possibly if it's a nothing game that probably Justice Sheffield will be brought up to pitch that final game. Oh, Justice. Oh, if it's a doesn't matter. Correct. Okay, then I don't care. If it doesn't matter, then I don't care. But more I, don't, than likely, I don't know if no I'm going to go. What, I don't think we're going to see Castillo, Ray, Logan the rest of the year. So you're telling me possibly my tickets aren't worth anything. Great. I'm going to call Ninja and let him in. <laughs> Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ballgame. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. Did it again. 
so uh also uh, yeah today uh uh, we 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 entered the game. We should talk about. It. I think this is a pressing matter with the with the M's. The team store. It's it. We we talked earlier today with our good friend Stitch God. He's up there stitching his ass off, stitching his ass. If you go into the game, go go into the team store. Go upstairs. Go say what's up to him. He stitches uh, the the stuff that we're wearing and the stuff that the guys on the field are wearing. We're gonna have him here on a future podcast pretty soon. Can't wait to have him. Uh, but CJ, let's let's talk a little team store stuff. You, you you like the gear? What's going on? What's the talk? What's what? Give us give us the scuttlebutt. Yeah, there's a bug. lot of talk about everything being sold out. And like we walked in the team store today, and it, it looked like it was Black Friday at Walmart or something. There was it did. This massive chaos and huge lines. And you know, I, I was hoping to get a postseason, you know, blue cap, but that was gone. And so by the postseason cap, what's What's that looking like? So it's just like the, the it's the regular fitted hat on the field, and then it has a um, like a patch on the side that says 2022 postseason. Right, right. So that's been a big everybody that's wants. The, yeah, a- anything that has uh, the postseason on it selling out. Like October Rise, that's a big T-shirt that's out there that's being sold out. Everything online is showing that uh, they're supposed to get it in the next next week or so. But everything's just selling out instantly. So basically, all the locker room gear, correct? Yep, exactly. What about uh, the Julio jersey? I know that you got me the Julio jersey. Here's my, here is my official review on the blue Julio jerseys. If you've been, you know, you know, uh, lucky enough just to grab a white one, and that's the only one you could get. If you get the blue jersey, move up a size on it. It's even though it's a Nike uh, jersey and it's good and it, it looks nice. It, it you need to get the jersey up, uh, the, the size up. I had a, a large on, which I have no business really wearing a large. I don't know where why I have this whole idea. I should be wearing a large baseball jersey, but I did. I snuck into the white one just perfectly, probably stretched it out. But this blue one was a little hot, tight. The S was tucking under my armpit. It was really showing off the tits. It was, it was a little too much, giving away too much cleavage, too much of the store. But... uh <laughs> The Julio blue jerseys are are one of the things that you cannot find, right? Yeah, those are sold out. Uh, the um, what's the turquoise colors sold out? Those are all supposed to come in stock this week. I think one thing that stuck out when we went and met uh, the Stitch God is that he was doing just a ton of dumper jerseys, which I yeah, thought was that was pretty insane. Funny. One guy was getting it right next to us. He was at the he was at the thing getting it. That was pretty tight. Yeah, he was standing there very proud. Yeah, he was like, he, I'm, "I'm getting the jersey." I mean, the the national anthem was playing when we got to him. Both guys respected the flag. They yeah. did not take a knee. They did not take a knee. Everybody, <laughs> we got in there it was very like, "What's up?" And then everybody like stopped, took their hats off, and we were and, waiting uh, around like, "Okay, well." But there's still a football game going on in this. I think the Seahawks. He was also he was he made it seem like he was standing up for the anthem, yeah, but he yeah. was really standing up to take a break and watch that football. Yeah, game. he was watching yeah. the game. He, like, yeah. <laughs> he did because this, I think the Seahawks score or Detroit or the Seahawks somebody scored in the game, and I heard like a murmur of like, oh, 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 yeah, sure. oh I'm so sorry. That was during God Bless the Queen. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, I, don't, I don't know why the Seattle Mariners play that song before. The- <laughs> On the note of the big dumper, kind of tie into the Seahawks. What did we see? What did we hear about from the Seahawks? Oh, yeah, the big dumper today. What the heck was going on with DK? Because 
I know we got the big dumper, but this guy was taking the epic dumper of a lifetime. Yeah. Like, have you ever, I mean, we've all had to take some bad shits. We could sit here and tell shit stories, but have you ever had to be carted off a field? Carted off a field. To, to take a shit. And also, and he said the reason why he had to do it was because the clinch walk wasn't going to work. He tweeted this, <laughs> and then he sat on the flat surface of a, of a, a cart, oh. and I'm like, is he holding in his dump with the <laughs> surface of the cart? Yeah. You got to take a shit that bad <laughs> during a football game. What did you eat for breakfast? You need to get him a big dumper jersey. Exactly. Yeah. To, yeah. We were watching the game today. Do you remember that part? How were they uh, like broadcasting or what kind of attention did the broadcast bring to him when he was? Because usually if somebody that big, your franchise guy is getting carted off the field, that's a story for the for the production. So what were they what were they talking about? So the announcer said. You know, he made a notice of uh, DK Metcalf, Metcalf getting carted off the field, which is surprising because nothing was shown about it before. So but, you guys were so you're kind of freaking out, like, what happened? Yeah, and I looked, so I bumped, and then I went to commercial, so I jumped on Twitter and looked, and same thing. And then all of a sudden, they come back from break, and the sideline reporter uh, mentioned that nothing to be worried about. DK just needed to use the restroom. I mean, that... To me, that is the best case scenario, right? Like, if you're like, what happened to my guy? You know? Yeah. Is it his ACL? Did he, you know, did he, uh, <laughs> is it, uh, did he, high ankle sprain? Is hamstring? They're like, no, he had to take a shit. And you're like, wow. I mean, like, <laughs> that's the best news that you could possibly ever have. So Lou Pinella has started snacking on Sun Giant almonds. Why is that, Lou? Why not? Is it the crisp, fresh taste, or is there a more profound reason why you do? Why I do what? Why you love Sun Giant almonds. Why you serve them to your guests. Why you're nibbling on Sun Giant dry roasted almonds right now. America wants to know why. Why? Why should I settle for peanuts? There's something good under the sun. Sun Giant almonds. Uh, something that was interesting today also at uh, T-Mobile Park was uh, our beloved Mariner Moose had a friend, had a guest, had a had a friend over, uh, Bowie. Bowie, the uh, mascot. If you have not seen Bowie, the mascot, then you just have not been out and about in Seattle because Bowie has been on a bender since uh, Thursday or Friday. Uh, he is the uh, Kraken's mascot. Um, and uh, what were him and the Moose uh, talking about there online there? Uh, just uh, The Moose is introducing his new friend. Uh, Bowie, and I mean the backstory on Bowie is the Kraken's mascot, and supposedly is the nephew to the Fremont Troll. <laughs> Such a- That's his sister's son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, he literally looks like something. Like, Can you give him a job? Yeah. <laughs> he just turned twenty-one. He didn't go to college. He's been staying in my sister's house. Can anybody give him a job? And the Kraken had a job openings for Bowie. I think. I think. I want. We have to go back and look at some of that footage of the celebration in the in the in the in the, in the uh, locker room for the Mariners the other day. I'm pretty sure there's got to be some some buoy footage like that he showed up because he looks like he's been on a bender all week. I think we can blame some of the people that haven't been in the lineup uh, in the last couple of days. Maybe they're out partying a little too hard with buoy. What do you got there, Hanno? Well. The Seattle Times did a really good article breaking down the whole thing after the game for them setting up all the plastic to all the beer and champagne and how it got cleaned up and everything. And they said that 
There was 456 cans of beer, Corona Light. They had 96 bottles of champagne. And you ask why 96, and no one really quite knows why. But the uh, Major League Baseball operation man manual says that you can only have 96 bottles of champagne to celebrate. Wow. That's crazy. That's like the three hump rule. <laughs> only 96 <laughs> bottles. Can we can't have four more bottles to give it an even 100? Now, look at this. If y'all notice something, he's in the postgame. Oh, no, this is during the, the, hockey, the hockey game yesterday. Game, yeah. uh, he had an earring on when he came out onto the ice. Yeah. What is it called? The ice field and the, uh, the rink. rink uh, and he doesn't have the earring on right now. What did he do with his earring? He pawned it for drugs. Yeah, he pawned it for drugs. But it was it was very strange to look at our Mariner Moose standing next to like that. He literally looks like the guy that did he just hand off? He just t- put a tooth. He, he just he, pulled he, a tooth. Out. Like we got to keep the Mariner Moose. I'm sorry, away from this guy. Keep him focused well, for the playoffs. Do you remember when the Mariner Moose was unveiled? It's the same thing. Half the fans hated that too. Yeah. But this guy I mean, mascots are very uh, controversial. Yeah. This guy's listen. He's got a back. Like, what do we know about the Mariner Moose? The Mariner Moose was in, was brought up by a student for like well, where up in like Anacortes or Mount Vernon or something like that. Bowie, you know, they're like he has a backstory of it's somebody's a cousin or distant relative of somebody that lives under a bridge here in <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> Uh, I you know I'm kind of tiptoeing around the words I'm going to use about this, but I'm just going to say crackhead. But uh, <laughs> anyways, we got our Mariner Moose. He's staying away from it. But uh, going back to Friday night, some of the fun stuff. Let's just keep it positive here. Uh, the home run by Cal Raleigh, big dumper, uh, was caught by a fan. It did uh, a safe go. Or sorry, T-Mobile employee did not get it, nor did any of the players. Like in Toronto, uh, for Judges 61st, right, a Toronto bullpen catcher got it. and But in this instant, in this big historic moment, a fan got it. Uh, tell us about that fan, uh, CJ, who, who caught this ball. Yeah, he's a 17-year-old kid from Puyallup, and it just turns out to be his first Major League Baseball game, and he catches the ball, which... Man, great for him, and also fuck him. Sorry, I sorry if you're listening to this podcast. Cool kid, I love it. But uh, like all the games I've ever been, all the moments, I, I, I just I just feel like some. It's like, hey, I've been coming for years, or have some kind of title. It's like, yeah, kind of like baseball now. It's cool. <laughs> like you go to games, you fucking get to come down on the field and celebrate. You get a ball. It's like nothing's gonna live up like. It's like him going to his first NFL game and he just lays out Derrick Henry. Yeah. He's like this it's it's a pretty simple game. Yeah. It's pretty easy they laid it out. What what are your what are your everybody's honest feelings about a seventeen year old first baseball game, going to the game, please just be honest. I wanna know how jealous you are of him. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's I've been trying to catch a ball at a game. I mean, I've caught a bunch of balls during <laughs> during like batting practice. But the fact that the the most meaningful ball in the last twenty one years goes to this kid, he's I think, probably wearing a different team's hat, and they had to change it out so they could bring him on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to know what I think? The person I wish we could ask about this was a ninja. I want to know his his like instant reaction if we tell him that news because uh, that's the guy that loves the ball. What do you think about this, Hannah? 
he's a pretty lucky kid for his first game, but I mean, at least he gave it back, right? Yeah, he got a bat for it. I mean, that was cool. Yeah, it's well, not worth. I mean, what do you think? What do you th- you think you would get ten thousand dollars if you got that ball? <sighs> I don't know how much no that ball. Balls how much were. was the? Uh, how much was the? Sixty second or sixty first home run ball for Judge. He has got only sixty one, right? Uh, a bullpen catcher from Toronto caught it, right? What happened there? Tell yeah, the that bullpen, story. So it was hit. Uh, the fan in Toronto reached out for it, went barely off his glove and dropped into the Toronto bullpen. And the bullpen coach got it, and they uh, handed it over to the uh, Yankees right away. They, he was interviewed and said that he might have had second thoughts if it was 62, the actual yeah. breaking of the record. But uh, so yeah, I mean, our- some people are saying that ball's worth – a couple hundred thousand, right? What do you got yeah. there, CJ, on, yeah, the, on like, the big machine? They're saying it's 200 to 250 grand and potentially up to a million. Wow. You know, Vlad, our, our buddy Vlad Perez, he was saying that what was the guy going to do? He has to give, if he didn't give it back, he'd never fucking work in baseball again. He's like, he would be like persona non grata if he didn't give it. What, he's like, what are you going to do right there? That kind of sucks to actually grab it, right? Like, what do you think would happen if if he decided not to give that ball back and keep it not only not with the team, but keeping it in Canada, not not in the United States? <laughs> do you know what kind of uproar that would bring? I'm Especially not for saying, New York. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> it would just be this would be this would be bigger than uh, this. Would, could you imagine this thing getting bigger than the the Brittany Griner story? You know, <laughs> like yeah. they're, they're like we're gonna get that ball back. Well, what about her and Russia? Well, we're working on it, but we're getting that fucking ball back. That's what I feel like the New Yorkers would be like. There's already a standing offer for two million dollars for wow. a sixty second ball from a collectible company. Two million dollars? Do you think that ball's worth more than two million dollars? Like it's a, and then potentially worth up to five million. Wow. So. I'd hand it over right away. What some somebody caught a ball, some kids caught a ball from Judge and they were like, We're giving them se- tickets for the rest of the season. You're like, there's a fucking week left. There's a fuck there's a fucking did you see that Carl? Who what, what he these kids caught what was it, the sixtieth? These kids caught the sixtieth home run from Judge and and he get they gave the ball back mm-hmm. and they're like they got to meet him. They got a bat, and they got tickets for the rest of the year. And there's like a the rest one, of the year. Yeah, there's like one series left. <laughs> oh hell no! I'm keeping that. No, that's going to the house. Yeah, like I got sushi in my fridge. That's gonna be okay longer than those fucking tickets that uh, are left here. Um, yeah. And so, what was this thing again that you mentioned early? Not you can only have ninety six bottles. Well, yeah, I looked it up, and in this article, (laughs) according to um, the uh, Major League Baseball Operation Manual, it mandates that teams can only have 96 champagne bottles uh, to celebrate with. So what do they have to do after that, like call Drizzly or something? Yeah, they got to get a Drizzly pop, and they got to get an Uber Eats, an Instacart. Or somebody's like, I was thinking on the last episode, sneaking out to the, hey, let's sneak out to Edgar's. Who I made think, that number? They got hard liquor. Yeah, yeah no one Who really made the number? Knows. 96. Yeah. But I guess they ran out all the beer and all that, and the um, clubhouse manager That's, that sounds like something started that... handing out Paul's uh, small paper cups, and then they brought out a <laughs> bottle of uh, Crown Apple whiskey, and... Uh, 
guys started taking shots. You so know what? The, the 96 kind of, to me, if I had to pick somewhere, it was probably the Oakland A's owners back then. They're like, what should we get him, boss, 100? And he goes, no. They didn't win this series in four games. They won it in five. <laughs> you get them 96. 96. What do you want me to do with the other four? Throw them in the trash. <laughs> in front of the team. In front of the team. Did you see when they started the whole champagne celebration, and then as soon as that happened, all the plastic on both sides of the locker room where the players' lockers are fell down immediately, so they were getting drenched? I mean, I, I thought that was pretty good. And remember, you can't score any runs unless you get some hits. All right, now let's get a hitter up there. You kid, what's your name? Ruth, sir. Ruth, Ruth, what? George Herman, Ruth, sir. But my friends call me Babe. Babe. Another Babe, Ruth. Well, step up to the plate, Babe, and maybe swat out a few. Hey, Turk, chuck a few in to the next Babe, Ruth. When you've got a well-known name, people expect a lot. We've got a beer named after the city that means beer, Old Milwaukee. It's a tough name to live up to, but Old Milwaukee is one of the fastest growing major beers in the country. Tell me, babe, you don't happen to know any kids named Garrick, do you? Old Milwaukee beer tastes as great as its name. And one other quick piece of uh, Mariner's business we have here. Apparently we have a new GM. How, what what the hell is going on? What's why why would we change that? What's going to explain this and break this down to me of why this? What what's the story about? Because Depoto's my guy. So yeah, Depoto was promoted to president earlier on in the season, and um, this Justin Hollander, who uh, has kind of been the shadow of Jerry Depoto, is gotten awarded the executive vice president and the new GM of the team. He's been with the team for like six years and he will be responsible for all aspects of the Mariners baseball operation while uh, continuing to still report to Jerry. I mean, I think personally with not knowing the whole story or anything, I think it's a good move. He's a young guy, um, up and coming GM. Maybe other teams would want him. So to get him locked up, maybe it's a good so decision. He's, he's I don't like, know. He's like the Jonah Hill from Moneyball. To, to uh, that character. Like, he Possibly. may might be the genius, huh? I'm just going to segue my own comment into something else here. Uh, you know, the Jonah Hill thing, you know, you've seen Moneyball. We all have seen Moneyball. Uh, Carl, if we look hard, back in the day when you were starting out here in the business, uh, you actually worked on Moneyball. Fun fact I played for the Oakland A's. In the movie Moneyball, so cool. It was it was a real cool situation. It was a it was a background job. I did not get paid well for it. It was <laughs> the coolest part was that I got to come to like the Oakland Stadium and play, so you got flown and, up from and, uh, uh, L.A. Play Pepper like with the other guys and do some stretching and what position? Got no position. I played. I played. Left out. Dugout. Yeah. <laughs> dugout. <laughs> Did they fly you up for that? They flew me up. Oh yeah. Wow. It was like two hundred bucks a day, uh, which at that time was great money for me. I worked twelve days on it, mm-hmm. uh, and I got to put on a uniform and got to you know do. Some, and then we did some in L.A. too. 
mm-hmm. which was like some green screen, like in just a random dugout. You put the dugout guy. So I'm gonna, we gotta go back through. I'm gonna have to break. The, handles the tape. You guy. cannot see me in the movie. You might be able to see like a uh, uh, fuzzy version of me in rack focus or something like that, but you cannot see me in the film. Are you in the credits? I am not in the credits. I was an extra in the it's film. It's the blurry uh, warm up uh, catcher. Blurry. <laughs> yeah. But everything you did was acting wise was on field stuff. On field stuff. Just playing for the team. Just being a body in a in a uniform. Uh, that was back in my in my heyday. It was back in in my, in my prime. I'm 20 years old in that movie, uh, and I look great. I'm a brick shit house, and uh, <laughs> I play for the Oakland A's. <laughs> uh, you cannot see me in the film. You cannot see you from the film, but your other base for our rye bread and mustard people, you actually you're on the writing staff for uh, a baseball show called Brockmire. Brockmire, I did write on Brockmire. If anybody's watched that show. You probably watched my episode. It was a fun one. Uh, a lot of references in there. Uh, if, and another baseball. Yep. HBO's Hung with Thomas Jane. I I watched that show. That was a good show. If you want to see me as a 20-year-old brick shit house in my prime, clean, shaven face, sweaty from all the base running I was doing in this scene, uh, you can see me. And it, it was great. We'll, well, I'll make I'll make all these guys watch this app. You got HBO Max on this show on this uh, TV? Yeah, we'll watch. We'll watch I, a little. I, I love that. You're, yeah, you're like, let's watch this and not all the other great things you've done on TV or your own TV yeah, show. Not my own TV show. To, watch wait, me being an extra in another. Way to TV plug show. your own show on NBC right here. On the, <laughs> hey, brought you on here to talk about that. We're talking about this background stuff. Uh, but yeah, you you mentioned you're a brick shit house. You just just the prime prime condition in these in these things. Uh, another prime condition, you, you, another baseball tie we have is uh, your Drunk History episode. Yeah. Drunk History. I did uh, my second episode of Drunk History. I told a story of Moses Fleetwood Walker, who was the first black player in professional baseball. He played for whatever Toledo's team was back then. You know, all the teams had weird names back then. So yeah. the Toledo, the Toledo Red Chickens or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> but it was a white team and uh, he played for them. And so he was Jackie Robinson is the first major league baseball player, but Moses Fleetwood Walker is the first professional in, in, in the white leagues, professional black player. And I did an episode of drunk history on him with my good buddy, John Gabris. You were telling me though, that when you do that show, you actually have to do like a physical. Yeah. You have to get a physical to make sure your liver is in working order. So you can't sue in case you have like liver failure after drinking, but also, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the people a little bit of a insider since the show is over now. Um, the first time I did it, I was a novice, and I didn't start drinking until I got to the. I didn't I couldn't use my apartment because at the time I was living with three other people, and my apartment just wasn't conducive to film the episode in. So they got me an Airbnb, uh, and so I went to the Airbnb and I had not drank before I got there, and I asked, "Hey, can I drink before I go?" Because if we're only filming, like they tell you, like we're filming from 5 p.m. to about 10 p.m. And I'm like, I'm not going to get drunk in that time if we, you know, I'm a big guy. And I'm not going to get drunk that quick. Right. And so you got a he was like, and, and so I was like, can I drink before I ask? It's why sometimes 
You don't need to ask. You yeah. just need to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they were they were having somebody pick me up from the place, pick me up from my place, and to take me to the place. And I was like, "Can I drink before I get there?" And they're going, "We do not recommend you do that. We cannot recommend you do that. We we are not telling you to do that." Right. No, my stupid ass was going. Ah, oh, well, yeah. That means that, you know, it wasn't it wasn't what I should be doing. But then I realized, oh. On the second episode, I was like, I need a pregame. And so I, I text Gabrus and I said, hey, man, you drinking now? He was like, oh, I'm already a half a bottle of tequila in. And I was like, dope. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna catch up with you. And I'm at home. It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But I I can drink at this point because I'm working tonight. Yeah. So like, I'm getting paid to do this. And I know somebody's coming to pick me up and somebody's taking me home. So I drink at home and then I get picked up. And me and Gabrus have a couple more drinks there, and then we go back in the backyard, and it's dark outside. Neither of us have baseball gloves, but we start throwing the baseball to each other, which is bad news when you're drunk and when you're both former athletes who want to put a little, put a little cheese on the ball, yeah, put a little, you know? put a little sauce on that <laughs> yeah. ball, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that it was it was such a fun experience, super fun. My second, my first episode, I was I was tipsy. My second episode, I'm full on drunk. Yeah, CJ's looking it up right now. The World Series. Where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball fever, catch it! The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball. So what's your major league team, the Dodgers? The Dodgers are my major league team. Before I moved to L.A. when I was I moved to L.A. when I was eight years old in 1997. I went to my first Dodger game in 2002. Eric Gagne was pitching. Oh, yeah. And uh, my uncle, the uncle that visited us, visited me and my mom here. In, oh, not here. We're not in L.A. right now. We're in Seattle. But the uncle that visited me and my mom in L.A. was the same uncle that had me watching Braves baseball when I was a kid because I was a baseball player. I played a little league. Pascula Dixie Youth Baseball. Uh, Confederate flag was the logo. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I'll show you the pictures when we get done here. Um, I played in, in, in Pascula Dixie Youth Baseball my whole life. I made That's it to all like, they re- came up with for a logo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just was the Confederate so flag. And it was a Confederate flag on, with a baseball in the middle and said, Pascula Dixie Youth Baseball. We can't agree on anything else. Let's just use this. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed to work. Uh, I, I did make it to... I did make it to... The Little League World Series uh, regionals yeah. from Mississippi. I was I was an all star when I was a kid, but I when I was a, when I was really young, we watched the Braves because the Braves were on TBS Superstation, and so I got a soft spot for the Braves. Uh, it's tough being a Dodger fan because we play against them. We kind of had the same thing out here in Seattle too because the Mariners didn't get good until. You know, night where everybody was getting on board, like 1994, 1995. Mm-hmm. So the Braves, we had TBS, the Superstation. Yeah. So we got more Braves games than Mariners games because the Mariners games was on like what KSW 11 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, KSTW. We didn't have a cable contract, and the, the Braves did. So yeah, definitely the same. So we definitely yeah we watched the Braves. Oh, there was the White Sox on WGN, Cubs and White Sox, honestly. Yep. And it was also around the time of the Sammy Sosa. 
So people were watching the Cubs, but I never really had a connection to them outside of just trying to watch Wayne's Brothers on WV and then baseball being all. But I've adopted the Mariners as a as a bit of a AL team for me, just because I've had such a good time coming up here and and hanging out with all of y'all and having friends that I could hit up when I'm up here. Like last time I was up here, I was working. Myron wasn't here for the whole time, but I was able to kick it with Hannah and her friends and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, you know what? I, I root for the Mariners. And also being an underdog team, I'm a big underdog fan. You came to the Clippers game with me. Uh, that's yeah. why I'm up here right now uh, to watch the Clippers on Monday play against the Portland Trailblazers. And CJ seems to think there will be an announcement about a basketball team here in Seattle. As long as it ain't the Clippers being taken from Los Angeles, I am 100% happy for it. If it is, y'all, I will uh, light this city on fire. Aren't they building a new building for the Clippers? To they play? are, but that man is a billionaire. He could go, stop uh, uh, the building. <laughs> <laughs> that don't mean nothing until they start playing in there. <laughs> They're like, sir, this is going to cost $2 billion to stop it. Stop it. Would you like that? I'll give points? you four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you like that in Sacagaweas? Yeah. I- <laughs> Um. Yeah. That's. Uh. Yeah. I'll have my assistant come. She keeps the petty cash. On yeah. Her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she comes with with a billion dollars in that blue envelope from the bank, like the zipper envelope. That yeah. people have. <laughs> my grandma used to take her deposits in that envelope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so was your favorite? You said you're a Braves fan and a yeah. Dodger fan. Was one? Was your favorite player from that team, or were you a nah. Griffey fan? Or my favorite player was Griffey. Back then, when I was a kid, also Deion Sanders. I like Deion Sanders and everything that he did. Yeah, and so okay, it was he was on the Atlanta Braves. At the, yep, but I do remember him. Being, so that uh makes me feel stupid. But I but Griffey and Deion were my two guys for sure. Yeah, they were electric. I'm boogie woogie woogie playing both sports in the same day. That was so cool. Yeah. That's one of our favorite uh, just throw on in the background when you come up. One of the things that we just keep fucking putting on, like we've like we're gonna catch something like this a pruder tape. Like we're gonna yeah. find something, <laughs> in it, but we love to watch. What's it called? Dion does the double. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when the the thirty for thirty day, he uh, the, no the ML was it MLB was it no because they did the MLB 30. Network doc on the ninety two Falcons. Yeah, which was that year. I think it's called Dion does the double play. I yeah. would Google it, but we're uh, why why do that? Why why make it easier? But anyways, that's one of the our favorite uh, documentaries. I would say uh, uh, that's baseball, uh, football uh, related. So what's it going to be, Dion? Football or baseball? Both, boss. Both. Both. Offense or defense? Both. 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 Pizza Hut. Meat lovers or stuffed crust pizza? Both. 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 Want it all? Now Pizza Hut offers our lovers line toppings. Meat lovers, pepperoni lovers, or supreme. Piled high in a stuffed crust pizza. So what would it be, Dion? 15, 20 million? Both. Both. You'll love the stuff we're made of. Hey, Carl, I think we uh, share a similar passion when it comes to sneakers. What are some of your favorite shoes or favorite shoe? My favorite shoe is the low Air Force One. All white cocaine, the bricks is what they call them. 1985 Miami speedboat, high ally. All that—that's my favorite shoe. 
Also, another favorite shoe is the Jordan 5. Doesn't look good on my foot. I wear a 13, 14. Uh, it's a big ass shoe for a foot that big, but that's my second favorite shoe. Um, I am from LA. I did grow up in the early aughts. It's my prime, my heyday, brick shit house era. Uh, so, featured a, a in that money ball. A, a, yeah, a slip on van is my favorite. Um, the Jordan 1 Low. Like, I, I have a pair on right now. I have like the deconstructed black and silver joints. Uh, I like the. I, I'm these are growing on me. The Dunk, of course, the Nike Dunk. However, I don't like the way they're being treated right now with the resale stuff because we used to get Dunks at Ross. Dress for less. TJ Maxx, Marshalls. They used to have Dunks. Now you got to pay three hundred dollars if you want a pair of Dunks. No, they got just like the most uncomfortable pair of Pumas at, at, at yeah. Ross now. Can't uh, go to warehouse shoe sale and get dunks no more. WSS. What's your favorite shoes? We didn't talk. We I didn't ask you what's your top five favorites. My top five. Wow. Uh, I like the Griffies, like the Aquas. Uh, Jordan ones are good. Uh, Jordan fours. Uh, low top Kobe's. Okay. Yes. Um, I really yeah. I don't have them. But I always one of them were the Grinches, the Christmas specials. Yeah. Uh, um, I actually had some Nike IDs made that basically look like the Grinches, and so I have those. And like to just if listeners go, well, what's going on with shoes? Chris or CJ used to work for Nike for for many years. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, my first job I was I was begging groceries at QC here locally in Ballard. So all you local Ballard people know that spot. Shout out 24th. to uh, Mike Atwood if you're listening. And Mookie. Everybody, TJ, TJ, you're out yep. there. Uh, and so uh, when Nike Town opened, I was 17 and I couldn't work there because you had to be 18. So then I started working. As soon as I turned 18, I quit QOC and went to Nike Town, Seattle and wow. worked there for five years. I was a footwear specialist. And that's kind of where all of my, well, I had passion for footwear and sneakers when I was in school and everything. So I always had Jordans the day they came out. Uh, but yeah, so I worked at Nike Town Seattle for five years and it's changed a lot. You know, I, I drive by there recently. I've been driven by there a lot and seen it. And it's brought back a lot of good memories. That's sick. Power. I have a little project. Edgar Martinez has it. And so does Eagle Hardware and Garden. The best selection of power tools the most powerful brand names. Because if you don't have power, you are not in the game. Now this is what I call a bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden. More of everything. We're down here again at CJ's Man Cave. We got Carl Tart, we got CJ, uh, Hannah and Edmonds. Hannah, don't you love just being back down in here? Oh yeah, I love the memorabilia. It's so cool. All the Seattle, it's cool Seattle helmets and bats and husky gear. This is your first time over here, right, Carl? My first time over here, and I am completely in awe. He's got everything that I would ever want in a house. Uh, is there's fifty seven bats in here? Thirty eight hockey sticks. Uh, cool. Skateboards on the wall Got a putter He told me it was a right-handed putter But I still feel like it's a left-handed putter Because I was able to use it I am a lefty Got signed footballs Signed helmets 
a trash can. Can you believe that? Can you believe he's got a trash can in here for all waste? He's got (laughs) posters. It's empty because there's no waste. Yeah, there's no waste in here. Everything is want in here. Want, not waste in this this place. (laughs) Everything is want. Okay, he's got a room full of shoes. And and make sure, as I'm saying all this, make sure y'all please never speak on where he lives at. Never. Which is in the middle of Bainbridge Island. Yeah. Yeah. But don't don't speak on it. Don't tell anybody. Because you don't want them right breaking the houses the over there. Right behind the botanical gardens in Bainbridge Island. Yeah. And there's, it's being guarded by 12-foot salmons from the Puget Sound. Yes. And he's taught, he's trained them all how to walk. Uh, and don't get it twisted now. He got some heat in here. He got that yang yang. Don't try to break up in here. He's got four of my saw. 3D printed butts on the yang yangs, on the ya means. On the ya means up in here. Do not try to break in because you will be royally thrashed. Uh, just letting you know. He's got a Seattle Sounders. I didn't even know they won a championship, but he knows. Because he's got the poster. This place is the best. This is the best. This is goals right here. Let me tell you something. I'm on a television show. I'm on TV. I was nominated to be nominated for an Emmy Award. And I cannot have nothing nominated like this right nominated. now. Yeah, nominated to be nominated. Congratulations. I was not nominated. I was uh, nominated to be nominated. Still, it's, yeah. It's still pretty cool. I was on a list of people to be nominated. It's pretty fun. Hannah and I love coming over here. Uh, you know. Also, uh, we're going to be back a lot this week. This is going to be a busy week for the Mariners. Um, again, thanks to Carl Tart. I'll do all the nice talk about him in the intro. So, uh, yeah, do you have when, any- when does season two start? Uh, right now, the, the, the plan is for it to start around January at mid-season. But you can watch season two, season one now, all on Peacock. Uh, download the Peacock app, or if you already have it, just go ahead and go over to Grand Crew and watch that. Ep- watch all ten of those episodes on Peacock, and you can be ready for season two. There's a lot of cliffhangers. It's basically the Game of Thrones of network television. It's basically the billions of network television. Uh, is is you can watch all the episodes. It's Hannah's favorite show on television. <laughs> what about Comedy Bang Bang? Comedy Bang Bang is a podcast I do occasionally. You can go listen to those episodes on Comedy Bang Bang World. Uh, ComedyBangBangWorld.com, CBBWorld.com. I don't know. So that's TJ's your- looking at a website by a guy named Carl Hart, and that's not me. That dude, <laughs> it, he takes drugs recreationally to, to test it. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm Carl Tart. <laughs> Already thinking about warm weather? Golf under sunny skies? and springtime baseball, then now's the time to think about a Seattle Mariners spring training tour. Spend three, five, or seven nights in sunny Arizona and enjoy benefits only available with official Mariners spring training tours, including dinner and chalk talk with manager Lou Pinella. Book your tour now with a no-risk guarantee. Call 1-800-8-WARM-UP for spring training with the Seattle Mariners. Call now. Uh, you know, so again, this is episode 46 of the Rye Bread and Mustard, uh, a Mariners podcast. I still remember the name of the podcast, but because uh, it's Sunday night, before we get the charge, uh, Carl, give me a little uh, Sunday vibe. A little Sunday vibe for you. All right, here's the deal. It's Sunday. You're in Seattle. Space Needle is lit up. You just got three Dick's Deluxe Burgers fries and a shake you're listening to 
uh, My Posse's on Broadway by the rapper that made that song. Sir Mix a lot. You're driving down the street. You're driving down Battery Street. You just got a joint from Sean Kemp's dispensary. You did I mention the Dick's Burgers? Okay. You also got some fish tails from Ivar's. (laughs) 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 You got some. You got some fish from Ivar's and some fries. You just got. You just left a, a Mariners game and you got a cup full of chocolate crickets. You got, you, you put some syrup on those and you eat them because you just drove over from Vancouver. <laughs> yes. And you, <laughs> what else do y'all do up here? You you walk down First Street. You're at First and Jackson and somebody's harassing you. You, yeah, uh, you just signed a, a new house, knee house, Dave knee house picture. And, Life is yeah, sluggers eating some onion rings at sluggers. You dipping them in ranch, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Clemens pitches to Winfield, high and inside. Hold it! It's starting lineup talking baseball, and you're in control. What's the problem, Roger. Fastball, one inside. You got you control. Forty superstars make Roger Clemens throw a fastball or a curve. Oh, yeah. Have Dave Winfield punt or hit for power. A real announcer calls the action. Winfield waits. Hold it. Well, kid. Starting lineup talking baseball. What they do is up to you. Let's get this outro and I'll turn this off. Hey, so tonight for Hannah, you know what? Hold on one second. You know what time it is, Hannah? It's time to do a a duet, as they say in the music business. For our outro, it's a Sunday. Carl, why don't you start us and then you hit us with that with that back charge. Go yeah. for it. Charge. Did I, I not do the right people, thing? I think people will like that remix. <laughs> Talking baseball, and you're in control. Roger, fastball, one inside. You got control. Forty superstars make Roger Clemens throw a fastball or a curve. Have Dave Winfield punt or hit for power. A real announcer calls the action. Winfield waits. Hold it. Well, kid. Starting lineup. Talking baseball. What they do is up to you.